Welcome to Charlotte's Wandering Web with your adventurous guide to the good times, Charlotte Tweed. Each week, Charlotte takes you on the journey of a lifetime to a delightful Caribbean locale where the sun never sets on your good life at a great price. And now with her muy amigo, Carib Carter, here's your host, Charlotte Tweed. Hello, hello, hello. This is Carib Carter. Please and welcome to Charlotte's Wandering Web. Uh, Charlotte, of course, is in Mexico, and we have the pleasure, the joy of joining her there. Charlotte, how is everything down south of the Rio Grande? Very good, Carter. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. How's the weather? Is the weather like, uh, not, I'm going to guess, 90 degrees? Yeah, yeah, you'd be pretty That's bang on. Guess. Same, it's almost the same every day. Sunny, no clouds, no wind. Usually the breeze comes up in the evening for a bit and it cools off a little bit in the evening and the morning. And yeah, it, it just doesn't change. <laughs> it's just fantastic. It's yeah. just fantastic. It is, I yeah. think it is the epitomizes. I think I just wrote in an article, I think I wrote it in the article for your magazine that you edit, Insider Magazine, folks, escapeartist.com. Go to escapeartist.com. Subscribe to Charlotte's Magazine, Insider Magazine. I think I think I just wrote my this month's article. The nice thing about being down where you are is out of Porgy and Porgy and Bess, the living is easy. Yes, Summertime and the living is easy. You did. <laughs> are you going to sing it? <laughs> Summertime. <laughs> And the living is easy. There we go. <laughs> George Gershwin, great, great writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's going on? What'd you do this week? Well, this week has been a work week because the magazine comes out right. June 1st. So I had contacted a hospital. I was hoping to get a tour of a hospital. You can go see the insides of them here. And uh, But with work and everything, it, it just didn't work out because the last the last week of the month for me is the busiest. I said I'm I'm work I'm working I'm not retired. So. Well, very very well said. You know, whenever I would mention hospital or medical care in Honduras when I lived there, all my relatives were under the impression that they did surgery with an exacto knife and duct tape. And I would say, mm -hmm. I, I don't think so. No, no, no. no. <laughs> You talk about healthcare in, in the article this month as well. You what? You talk about healthcare in the article yes, that you wrote yes. as well. So, yeah. That's right. Our friend Patrick so had a yeah. great experience in Nicaragua. Total x-rays, uh, mm -hmm. CAT scans, everything for kidney stones. Doctor even escorted him to get his prescription and it was 58 bucks. <laughs> Yes, yes. I talk about healthcare in my Mexico article this month as well. Good, good. Yeah. I, I think the, I, I think you know, I'm, I have a picture that I found that I think is proof positive that if people will join you in Mexico, folks, I want you to understand. I promise you, when you see this picture, you're going to say, you know, Carter's right. He is selling happiness. When did, I have a picture that is proof positive. When they join you, they will be happier. Folks, here you go. You ready? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> uh, 
I think that is you and your husband's anniversary, right? It is, yes. We went for dinner to a seafood restaurant <laughs> on the Carretera for our anniversary. So that was our 27th wedding anniversary. Are you serious? 27? 27. Wow, yeah. congratulations. All right, Thank folks, you. you want a long, happy marriage? Mexico, <laughs> there you go. Proof positive. <laughs> Nobody can deny it. We have pictures no, no. a thousand words. Done. 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 Yeah. Yeah, we, we had a great meal. It was it was nice. So excellent. Excellent. So how about this coming week? You're going to uh any excursions anywhere down there? Well, tomorrow we go to immigration to see about getting our temporary residence in place excellent. for the amnesty program. So the lawyer is actually going to pick us up here and drive us asked for directions. I said, I, I need to know the address where we're going because we'll have to tell the taxi. We're on foot. We don't have a car. And he's, don't worry about it. I'll come pick you up. So I said, okay, sure. So the immigration lawyer will come pick us up, drive us there. I'm, I'm really not sure what to expect. We can report on that next week. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So that, and we're hoping to get to Guadalajara as well to, uh, to see around that city. So now, what is is Guadalajara? It's, I'm going to show my ignorance here. I mean, I think like there was a song about it or something. I, I think I'm not sure, but it sounds musical anyway. But is it on the water? No, Guadalajara is not on the water. It's actually the second largest city in Mexico, and it's just north of where we are. Uh, probably about a half hour drive north. So that's where it's a, a major airport. So if you're coming to Ajijic. That's where you would fly into is Guadalajara Airport. Guadalajara. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very nice. That is just yeah. one, wonderful. There's a local that wants to show us around. So hopefully we can, we're hoping for June 3rd. So we'll see if that, if that June works. June 3rd, that would be. That's next, Friday. Next Friday. That's what mm -hmm. I thought. Yeah. Next Friday. Good. Very, very nice. That's yeah. just a good life. You know, we went to, now you're, now, uh, where are you, what's the city you're going to for your immigration? Do you know, I thought it was here in Chapala because there is a, an immigration office. Our appointment is at noon, but the lawyer said he'll pick us up at 11. So I don't know if he's driving us to Guadalajara or if he's just going to say, I'll pick you up at 11 and he'll show up late in typical Mexican fashion. Very nice. And I think <laughs> it will. I, so, you, you know, as you know, my wife, uh, Rachel, who's Honduran, yes. we went up a couple, what two weeks ago now to get her permanent residency in the mm -hmm. U.S. Right, but the location of the immigration office in Philadelphia, in West Philadelphia, we were told get out of the cab, walk straight to the door, do not leave the building when you're finished until the cab is outside waiting. Now that's a lovely and that's not that a lovely welcome to America. Wow. <laughs> Safety concerns? What'd you say? Is that for safety reasons that they said? Oh that? yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the whole all wow. of West Philly is an open air drug market. I said, I, I'm hungry. I want to go down to the Main Street Market Street to grab a sandwich. There were no restaurants left. Wow. They were all boarded over. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. I told her, why are you getting this residency? <laughs> <laughs> so you're much better off yeah 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 we're we're good we're 
we're free, we're safe, we're healthy, we're happy. We just miss family, you know, but they will be coming. They will, they will be coming to visit soon. Oh, when are they coming? When are they well, coming? Once we get our temporary and residency and we get something rented a little more long term where they can come stay. I'm hoping it sounds like July, August is when they will be Excellent. coming. Yeah. So I'm Excellent. excited about that. My brother wants to come. He's chomping at the bit. He has never been outside of Canada. Really? Really. So well, this is a good time to be yeah. getting outside of Canada. Yeah. And you I may think, end up staying. You may have a third person so. in the next in the next I happy so. photo. We get you. There may be three <laughs> instead of two once he gets down there with the lifestyle there. I yes, I think so. And I think him and his wife will really like it here. It'll be a really good first experience for him being out of the country because it's not a ton of culture shock, but enough Mexican culture to make it unique and special and you get the Mexican flavors. So I think it will be very good for him. Very, very, very nice. Let me ask you this, because I know this is a question people ask me a lot when I would come home to visit when I was in Honduras. Have you had any bad experiences? You know, they would say, how about did you have been accosted? I would tell them, I'm sorry, but no, I, you know. I, no, no. We, no. The, the only, I, <laughs> this is going to sound weird for some people, but the only bad experience that comes to mind for me is when it's too hot <laughs> because yeah. especially with me being Canadian, I'm used to the cooler weather. You know, you may maybe get one day in the nineties in the summer where I lived in Canada. And, you know, if you live in a, when we were on the Pacific coast in Mexico in Ziwa, it was way too hot for me. I mean, you were sweating constantly. It's, it's just uncomfortable. And for yeah. me, so far, that's been the only unpleasant experience. Or if for some reason your bank card doesn't work somewhere because yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes they don't. So you always have to make sure that you have enough cash on you to cover whatever expenses you plan on doing that day. And because you know what I would do? See if you do the same thing. I would never use a bank card machine that took the card. You know what I'm saying? There's like some you just push it in and pull. Oh, I'm serious. Yeah, it was like, no, I'm not letting my car go into that machine. <laughs> I just, I found, I found those in La Ceiba. Uh -huh. You just hope it goes in and you keep an eye on it. Yeah. Not the one that sucks it in because I thought, oh my God, I can't even speak Spanish. I mean, I'm not well, even how do you know that if, it, if it takes your car, how do you know if it's going to take your card all the way? Well, some of them, some of them, you push it and it stops. So, oh, I see what you're saying. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. so I, I wouldn't let go. I wouldn't let go. You know, you know what surprised me is people would say to me, when you're in Honduras, like you know, and you're my day to day life, do they, do, you know, they treat you better because you're a gringo? Do they treat you, you know, like different deferentially, or do they treat you, you know, maybe like the French and nasty? And I, and oh. what surprised? No, I told them they treat me indifferently. I said it's. Sometimes I feel like saying to him, "Have you noticed that I'm that I look different than you? Have you have you noticed I have brown hair and green eyes? Do you notice this at all? Because I, I swear to God, yeah. they just <laughs> we haven't had anyone treat us 
differently. We've always had people treat us well. Well, at the market yesterday, we walked to the market and there was someone selling coffee. So he grinds beans. He has just a little wooden table with his grinder and there's bags of beans and he'll grind the coffee for you. Dark roast or medium roast, whatever you want. And I'm like, okay, I want this coffee. And he wasn't there, wasn't there. Okay, well, we'll, come, we'll go to a couple of the other vendors we frequent and come back. Got there. He still wasn't there. So we waited and the person next to him was selling sunglasses and was trying to get us to buy sunglasses. We're like, no, no, we don't need any. We want coffee and cafe. <laughs> so he's okay. Um, and he was speaking in Spanish. I could understand he was, well, he's there. Just wait, he'll be coming. Still nobody. So the guy that works at the empanada table, who we go to every week, he decided to come over and sell us the coffee for him. And so, so you got your coffee. We got our coffee. Never saw the Good. coffee guy. So hopefully he got his money. I'm sure he did. They all, it's all interesting how they really support one another. You know, if somebody at one of the stands doesn't have change, they go running up to a different stand and exchange change. It, it, I don't get, no, I don't have change. Sorry. Or yeah, you know, they, they really support one another and help each other out. It's not, not the attitude that this is my coffee stand. Don't touch it. Or that's somebody yeah. else's coffee stand. I'm not going to help you. You can just wait. You know, there, there is, you know, there is in Central American countries, Mexico as well, a still a feeling of community. There really yeah. is. Genuine mm -hmm. feeling of community. You know, you mentioned the heat. You know, the only time the heat really would get to me. And, you know, in the summertime, it gets well up in the 90s in La Ceiba. It gets mm -hmm. us right on the water. Was when I was on the chicken bus. Oh, and yeah. Charlotte, they wouldn't open the, there was no air conditioning and they didn't open the windows and, and they didn't, they weren't, they clearly were not bothered. No. I felt like saying to them, do you understand it's hot as hell in here? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't know how to say it in Spanish. So I couldn't even ask. Yeah. Like, yeah I have caliente. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard that from a lot of people. Why do they not open the windows on the buses? You know, and they're not tinted, so it's just the sun no. in, and yeah, but the buses are hot. The We've only taken one bus so far, and that's the one that I mentioned from Chapala back to the Walmart, and yet very few of the windows were open. I opened the one above me, but very few of them were open, so. Yeah, yeah. it was, like, yeah, I, I would open mine, and they would look at me like, why are you doing that? You know, it, <laughs> you're letting the dust in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and but but I want to point out there was no, they weren't sweating. No, and there was no odor. No, no, I, it was just, no. it's you know I I, I maybe somebody told us because our blood is thinner. I don't know. Well, there's definitely something different because they can handle the heat. The only time I saw somebody that was a local sweat was actually when we were in Nicaragua in Lyon. And Leona's is hot. It was, I don't know what this would even be. It'd be over 100. But it was 40, 41 degrees Celsius, which is, that's hot, when we were in Leon, And we toured the cathedral and they took us down into the crypt. And when they took us down into that crypt, you think it would be cooler, but it was, oh, yeah. it was really hot. And really? even our guide was even sweating down there. <laughs> so... Yeah. Other than that, yeah, it just the heat doesn't seem to get to them. And you know what else doesn't get to them? Now, this I have to admit, I resent yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mosquitoes. I, you know, I'm an AA, so I would go to AA meetings 
couple times a week. And I felt like maybe the Latinos were sicking the mosquitoes on the gringo or something. Because I'd be like, damn, damn, nothing, nothing. No, the mosquitoes love us. They love they us. Love us. When we were in Belize and we went to the black and white Garifuna restaurant in San Pedro, and Miss Julia was our server. And as soon as we got there, she put out a bunch of mosquito coils around us. And she said, the mosquitoes love you. Like they, they just eat, eat, eat us. They, she didn't call us a grill, but they eat us alive. For some reason, they're attracted to our blood. <laughs> it's just weird. You know, I'm Italian. Yeah. I was tempted to stuff myself with garlic or something, but I, I, I don't would... eat garlic. No, yeah. no garlic. They, you know, garlic drives off mosquitoes. Oh, does it? Well, okay. Oh yeah. Garlic drives off everybody. You know, <laughs> vampires, <laughs> vampires. Vampires, vampire, maybe all blood-sucking animals. It drives off, but uh, but it, but, uh, but no, it I mean, doesn't drive off the government. You got that right. Nothing <laughs> drives off the government, but you can leave the government and not have to pay all those taxes. Yeah, and that's you know that's what I keep telling people, and you've made that clear several times on on Charlotte's Wandering Web. The you can own property there without. It costing so much that you can't afford to live in your own damn house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The property tax is minuscule in in oh, Latino yeah. countries. It is. Um, people that we've talked to, even when we've done a couple of our little real estate tours, the property taxes are maybe a hundred to two hundred dollars a year. Incredible. Less, and that's that's with a house on it. So, yeah. Oh, I just. I just had a neighbor, great blue collar guy down the street. I live in a very blue collar, working class neighborhood mm-hmm. by choice. I, I just can't stand wealthy people. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what's going to happen one of these days when I'm wealthy. I'm not going to have any friends. But the, uh, but he stopped up, Steve, and, and he said, you know, we're thinking of moving, buying a house out in Dover. That's out, right outside of York. And I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, good price. The house is only 115 but get this. But he said, we can't do it. Because the property tax is six hundred dollars a month, Charlotte. Who can afford something? That's that's horrifying. That is horrifying. That's horrifying. That is horrifying. And you know, I'd, we used to own two houses in Texas. We love Texas. Texas is it's, it feels like a second home to us. Love the Texan people, the food, everything about it. And we had sold a house. We sold both our houses in 2016. Uh, made it, they increased. We had a nice ca- uh, gain on them in uh, capital. And my husband looked just last night, and they sold again one of them uh, for two hundred thousand dollars more than what we sold it for in 2016. And I said, "What are the property taxes on that?" Because our property taxes were high at that time. They're ninety-one hundred dollars a year. Nine That's over nine thousand dollars for property taxes on that house. Horrifying. And I think when we had it, I want to say they were f- between four and five thousand, which we found high at that time. But because Texas, the property has like like in a lot of places in the states, it has skyrocketed. And Texas used to be very conservative with their property prices to keep them down, but they're having so much migration from the coasts yeah. that it's driving up the prices because for people in California, that's still cheap. Charlie, if you are, see if you agree with this, because I believe it. If you are a middle middle class, 
You cannot afford to live in the United States of America. You can't and afford Canada no, either. No, you can't. No. You've got to get out. Yeah, you've got to get and out. The middle class is being obliterated. Yes, in Canada and the United States. Here in Mexico, they actually have a healthy, growing middle class. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you know, you know, I believe it started under George W. Bush when that guy destroyed America's manufacturing base. Mm -hmm. I have a friend, you know, my wife and I have a place up at a wonderful residential resort community up in West Virginia. It's all blue collar. It's all blue collar. And the one of the guys, good friend of ours, he's been well into his 60s, Gary, and he had worked at Bethlehem Steel in Baltimore. Bethlehem Steel employed about 15,000 people, the steel mill. He worked there. His brother worked there. His father worked there. His grandfather, both of his grandfathers, George Bush sent all the steel manufacturing offshore and destroyed the middle class down in Sparrows Point, Bethlehem, Bethlehem Steel. And I and I said, you know, the country's worse off. He said, yeah, I said, maybe they should have kept us blue collar workers around. Yeah, we didn't. They were obliterating them. Yeah. Obliterating them. Yeah. Now, 84 percent of our pharmaceuticals come from China. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just about everything comes from China. <laughs> Every, you know, funny story. Years ago. I was going to visit my wife uh, when she was still living in Honduras. And she said, bring me something nice. I said, all right, all right. So I went to Walmart. That's my idea of nice. And uh, and she said, bring me something from America. I could not find anything that was made in America. Oh. Nothing. That's the war on the middle class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if they move to where you are, mm -hmm. Honduras, Guatemala, uh, Nicaragua, if you can bring in $2,000 a month, you live like essentially like royalty. You live like the 1%. Yeah, right? you, yeah you can live comfortably here on 2000 to 2500 a month. Now, of course, it, cost of living is all relative to what your lifestyle is, right? Yeah. But for us, from our experience of being here as long as we have now, because I've kept all my receipts, so I can really go and see what would it be. And you can live comfortably. We can on our lifestyle for two thousand twenty five hundred a month, and that includes your rent. That includes eating out. It includes groceries. You know, transportation where you might want to go. It it it's affordable. Like I said, we can live here again. So it's wonderful. It's pleasant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is pleasant. Well, I think uh, we have provided proof positive today, along with photo evidence. That it is, you know, at the offshore club, we always say, when you move south of the border, it's the good life at a great price. Yes. And we have, yeah. Once again, mm -hmm. you have done it. You have proven it. You are proof positive. Yes. You, and what is your husband's name? Daryl. Daryl, that's right. You and Daryl. Folks, you want to be that happy? Follow <laughs> Charlotte. Wander with Charlotte down to Mexico. Charlotte, Yay. thank you. This has been. It's been great as Thank usual. You, Thank it's been you, wonderful. Thank you, folks. It, you cannot, you know, when you see Charlotte, when we talk with Charlotte every week on Charlotte's Wanderer, you see that smile, you see the enjoyment of that lifestyle. You can have it. You can have it. Just make your move south of the border. Your plan B, your escape route. As I always tell you, let's do this thing.